Welcome to Whole Selves. This is a podcast by Tavares Stevens and me, Drew West. And in this podcast, we celebrate the beauty and the simplicity of giving our whole selves to God. Thanks for joining us. everybody uh thank you so much for joining us this is our debut episode of the whole selves podcast really exciting um i'm here with my co-host tavaris stevens tavaris you want to say hey hello everybody (laughs) and yeah we are just so excited to just begin this uh journey with all of you um and this is just really a space where we can sort of just reflect and play with, meditate, and just think about uh, the goodness of God and where we've experienced the goodness of God. And on each episode, we try to have a guest who sort of brings us something to contemplate on, to think about. And today we are joined by Shanice Palmer. Shanice and I had a class together this past spring semester on Howard Thurman, Tavares is also a big Howard Thurman fan, so I'm sure uh, Howard Thurman will come up in future episodes. Uh, But Shanice is a doctoral student at Emory University, and she is doing her research and hopes to be teaching in the future on the topic of preaching and homiletics. Shanice and I, we always had great conversations in and after our class together, and she always struck me as somebody who was just rooted in God. And so it's a pleasure to have her on the show today. She has brought to us a few things for reflection. The first and sort of main thing that she brought us is a song called Your Grace and Mercy, which the version she brought to us is performed by Mississippi Mass Choir. We'll have a link to that song in the show notes. She has also brought to us 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10, and Psalm 86, verse 12 through 13. And so, Shanice, why don't you just introduce a little bit of um, the song that you, that you brought to us and sort of um, how, how it's connected to you, how it's connected to you and sort of where you picked it up in your story. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I just want to echo my sentiments earlier. Thank you so much for having me. It is truly a pleasure to be with both of you on this debut episode. So no pressure, right? <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. But um, how I came to this song. So ironically, um, I decided to lean into being outside this summer, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, when one of my colleagues said that she was interested in making a quick trip to the beach, I said yes, which my introverted self normally would have said no. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we're um, traversing and we were going up this really steep hill, she just begins to sing the song, Your Grace mm-hmm. and Mercy Brought Me Through, out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. 
And she was like, I don't even know where that song came from. I hadn't heard it in a while. It really wasn't on the top of my mind. But it just came up and out. And I said, it reminds me of something my founding uh, childhood pastor said that kind of when you put a hook in a child's mouth, when you sow a seed, whenever they need what you have deposited in them, it will come up and out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that song was really resonating in my spirit the last several days. It's a Mm -hmm. song that we have sang many times at my Baptist church growing up. And there was always this really powerful um, kind of seasoned saint woman that would sing the song. Um, In the original, Your Grace and Mercy by the Mississippi Mass Choir um, is sang by a male lead, but I've always heard it in a female voice. Mm -hmm. And so that'll probably make sense a little later. Um, And so it was a song that always brought tears in our congregation. Uh, Definitely a shout or two, uh, perhaps a Baptist fit, if you will. (laughs) A wail, a waving of the hand by the mothers. Um, And I didn't understand it when I was younger. But as I get older, the saints say, keep living. (laughs) as you keep living you realize how important it is and so the lyrics of the song your grace and mercy brought me through i'm living this moment because of you i want to thank you and praise you too your grace and mercy brought me through and the you in this song of course is the lord talking about god's grace and god's mercy and so when Uh, I received the message about what did we want to contemplate on? What did we want to consider? This song really rose to the top of my mind in terms of that's it. That's what describes my vocational journey. That's what describes essentially my entire life is the grace and mercy of God really chasing me down um, and pursuing and overtaking my life and not not in this cliche kind of trite way, um, because in the in the verse of the song, it says, thank you for saving a sinner like me. I am very clear about um, a lot of the flaws and frailties that I have, and some have been public and some not so public. Amen. <laughs> but I'm grateful for these, what I'm going to call powerful partners mm-hmm. of grace and mercy. Um, Um, And allowing me to, despite all my flaws and frailties, get to, as the verse continues, to tell the world that salvation is free. That is essentially my life's purpose, is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and say that salvation is free. Now, it's not cheap. (laughs) There's a difference between free and cheap, all right? But it's free to us. Jesus paid the price for us um, on Calvary, and we are also grateful. And as the song says, there were times I just didn't do right. But you watch over me all day and night. The protection of God is something that I think we often take for granted. Yeah. Um, When we think about all the things that could have, should have, gone wrong in our lives um when we just didn't do right 
Um, it is, it is amazing um, how much God shields us from. I think we often complain about the things that do go wrong, but we don't express enough gratitude for the things that don't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, all the things that God shields us from and often of our yeah. own choosing, often of our own choosing. Um, so your grace and mercy brought me through is a song that is part of the soundtrack of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is emblematic of my life and life's journey in ministry. Um, and I don't necessarily parse them out because um, we're talking about whole cells, right? And yeah. so... <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, We are holistic beings. And so we have our soul and our spirit and our body and they are all intertwined. And so ministry can happen at the grocery store. It can happen in a pulpit. It can happen in the parking lot. It can happen between two good girlfriends over the phone. It could happen between uh, two young men on a basketball court. Ministry is not relegated to four walls. And I love the concept of Grace and mercy bringing me through, essentially going from one side to the other, right? Um, And so, um, yeah, that's why I chose this song. It was um, incidentally part of my my brave choice, uh, like like I said, to be outside this summer. But um, it is, uh, it was a fond reminder of a, much, uh, a a great chunk of my childhood and rearing and spiritual formation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am, I am so grateful because the song says justice, justice demanded that I should die. Mm-hmm. So there was a petition for my punishment, but um, mm-hmm. like the song says, but grace and mercy said, Oh no. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there goes that, wow. that protection and and really a pardon from God and, um, every day I'm grateful that grace and mercy said no. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so good. Tavares, how, how was it for you sort of <laughs> listening to the song, interacting with the song? How, what did it do for you? Um, well, first it, I saw my grandmother's face and my mother's face mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I found myself in the pews of Rosehill Baptist church and saw right. the church, the two churches that I, I really grew up in. Um, and then Janice, as you were talking, you just took me back literally two days ago to a conversation with my daughter. Mm. She's 11 and, and we were reading the 23rd Psalm and I was like, okay, which, which two lines stick out to you the most? And she said, well, the line about goodness and mercy following you. Mm. I said, well, what, mm. what does that say to you? She was like, well, it's kind of like it said, like God is chasing after me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Mia, you are, yes, that is, that's what's hitting. And, and it was interesting because the last, really, was, this week we were just in a conversation with both, my wife and I were in a conversation with both of our children about um, just God's plan for their life and purpose for their life. Mm-hmm. And, and that is not too, they're not too young to tune in to tap into that. And so, you know, as you're going through 
that movement to me is like I, I, I literally direct I, my mind went right to the first question, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because what we were essentially talking to our son and daughter about is kind of what makes them come alive and mm-hmm. kind of God's call on their life, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, and so it's just making me like drive me right to the question. And he's like, what made you come alive to the call of God on your life? As you think about grace and mercy, as you mm-hmm. think about those mothers of the church who were singing and praying, like, like yeah. what made you come alive? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I think of uh, call, you know, we think of like our call story. And so mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have a Damascus road like experience. I would yeah. qualify it as a progressive call. With these mm. several defining moments, um, I remember when one of the women in our church was preaching her initial sermon, and at that point, um, I was sitting in the choir stand. Yes, I used to mm. sing in the choir, <laughs> uh. directed and everything, right? So I yes. was sitting in the choir stand, and I remember hearing this really clear voice that said, when are you going to do what I told you to do? Mm-hmm. Wow. So up until that point, I had been having these inklings as to what I thought was going to be solely a teaching ministry. That's what I thought um, women could do in the church at that point. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. Be, you know, be clear, um, because even in the year of our Lord, 2023, there's still debates about women in ministry. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. go, I'm not going to even go there. OK. Yeah. All right. 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 So I thought for many years that that was what I was going to do. And I was comfortable with that. Um, and now I know that what I thought were lessons that I was writing were sermons come and so um having that moment i was like okay and then um a few weeks later i remember being in my friend's house i'll never forget in north carolina her and her family went somewhere and for whatever reason i was there alone i remember being in a hallway and just being overcome by the presence of god and i knew in that moment that I had to say yes. I had to say yes. Because in between the choir stand moment and the hallway moment, I could not rest. Mm-hmm. I toss and turn it. And anybody who knows yeah. me knows I love to sleep. So no, sleep has never really been an issue <laughs> for me. Okay. <laughs> Me and my pillow are like this. Okay. That cool side of the pillow? Yeah, yeah. There's an anointing on that cool side, huh? (laughs) Hallelujah. But um, when I said yes that day, I finally was Mm. able to rest. Mm. Um, And so I prayed about it, went to my pastor, and he was like, I was waiting for you to come to me. (laughs) So he said he already knew, which, you know, that often happens with our shepherds. They Mm -hmm. kind of see things um, and God reveals things. And so 
went through ministry training and all of the things, um, and then preached my initial sermon um, in 2012 and um, Mm -hmm. began my formal theological education in 2015. but that's the call story. But what makes me come alive really mm-hmm. is engaging with other people who have also come alive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also um, because I'm a bit of a nerd, if you will, um, I love learning. So anytime mm-hmm. I'm grasping a new concept, um, conversations like this um, mm-hmm. where we get to um, dig deeper. Um, and so in true introverted, uh, fashion, like chit chat, I could live without, but a deep dialogue, let's go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Introverts, go. Introverts so, tonight. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I would say, um, the connection between the Your Grace and Mercy being sung in a woman's voice and all of the strong Black women that have been formative for me, uh, my biological mother, my spiritual mother, mm-hmm. and the prayer warriors who pushed me into prayer ministry and and, mm-hmm. and getting me to cultivate um, a life of, of prayer and being sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. Um, mentors who push me when I want to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say advisors who lead and guide. Um, mm-hmm. Sister friends, I am convinced that laughter and girl talk are holy. I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. all of those people, I think mm-hmm. they spark things, much like Elizabeth and Mary, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. And, and, and something else that keeps jumping out to me is I'm, I'm looking at the line. I'm living this moment because of you. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing in your story is something beautiful because I'm hearing moment. Yes. Just one moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, for sure. And, and, and so for someone who might be listening and, and they're thinking about their journey, mm-hmm. what, what would you say to them about the moment? The moments that that, that occur mm. time and time again, like yeah. I would say, don't underestimate those moments, mm. um, and also don't beat yourself up for looking in the rearview mirror and realizing, oh, there was like five moments that I missed. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah! Yeah! Um, yeah that happens. I, I think about a time in my life where I was going through great loss and grief. And one of the things that um, I don't know who told me, um, but they kept saying, be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then at one point, I literally put a post-it note at my desk at work and my mirror at home. I had them different places and it was literally a reminder to be kind to myself because, and I was just talking with our women's ministry about this, the ways in which we speak to ourselves so Mm -hmm. harshly Mm -hmm. is just so antithetical to the way in which we would ever allow someone to speak to us. Yeah. Right. And we would dare not speak that way to someone else. 
Somebody else, yeah. <laughs> if I spoke to my best friend the way I talked to me or she talked to me that way, we wouldn't be friends. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We would not be friends. But for whatever mm. reason, sometimes we are our harshest critics. So I would say to that person, be kind to yourself mm. if you've missed the moments. But take that as an opportunity to fine-tune your magnifying glass mm. from now on to allow them to be greater than the outside noise that tells you that those moments don't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think about too, like, <clears throat> I, I feel like there was moments I had, you know, growing up that I kind of chose to ignore them, you know, like, Oh, that didn't just happen or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of tried to run away, you know, a little bit from it, but mm-hmm. also to know that there are, also future moments, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of God is, uh, you know, grace and mercy are not just a, a, a past thing, mm-hmm. but grace and mercy mm-hmm. are, you know, kind of future sort of, you know, kind of um, always around us in a way, you know, so yeah. even if <laughs> you feel like you maybe have run away or kind of missed one of those moments, I'm sure there'll be more moments. <laughs> you haven't missed it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So cool. And I would also add to that, Having a network of support around you and wise counsel so that if you are having a tough time interpreting these moments, um, to be able to share them in safe space um, to um, not necessarily for only affirmation or validation in terms of this kind of codependent, needy, clingy type of way, but in a way that is um, leaning into the ways in which God blesses us through relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There was, um, Shanice, there was two other, or I guess there was two scriptures that you also sort of brought to our attention mm-hmm. with the with the song. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, Second Corinthians chapter twelve, mm-hmm. seven through ten. I got that right. <laughs> um, I'll just read it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm here. Um, because of these surpa- surpassingly great revelations. Uh, let's see here. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was. This is the pa- this is the passage right about sort of a thorn in the flesh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but He said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me." Uh, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, <laughs> in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. There's like, it, it, like part, like part of me when I read that, it's kind of like, oh, Paul, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, it's kind of a, 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 I feel like a place that we all have to. Um, sort of get to, you know, and sort of navigating, Mm -hmm. like we have to be, uh, you know, we have to be honest about sort of what we're working with (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it's the raw honesty too, Drew. It's yeah, like yeah very raw honesty. honesty. Like, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, which I feel like there's a lot of raw honesty in Second Corinthians in general, but that's just one of those moments where it's like I'm so glad that Paul had the uh, the hubris, or you know, just kind of the willingness to kind of just kind of to kind of share that of just kind of you know I'm struggling. Too, you know that there is a lot of ambiguity in life. I wish it was this way, but it's not this way, you know. And 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 finding um, yeah. and still finding God's grace and mercy even in the midst of really looking, you know, taking a close look. And, and uh, it's a real struggle for and it's a real struggle for someone who who people might assume. Mm. <laughs> does not have real struggles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mm. So true. Yeah. So true. So we often make assumptions um, about our leaders or other folks in the family of God who on the outside um, have it going on, so to speak. Right. Mm. Um, but Paul had a checkered past. See, we get so consumed with the Paul that mm-hmm. wrote a lot of the New Testament, but he was out here persecuting churches. And so he had <laughs> he had a time where he wasn't acting so saved. And <laughs> it, it's so that you say that I, my, my my imagination just got <laughs> just got beat. Because I'm I just picture a moment where Paul is doing what Paul does after i mean because he's paul now mm-hmm. and then somebody's like wait but wait a minute weren't you you were right. that dude yeah right yeah. i mean because you know because everybody doesn't know the transformation like immediately it just spreads over time but it's like yeah i know what they say but i i, I know what you did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i know what you did last summer huh <laughs> right, yeah right. yeah yeah right right yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I always, yeah, I always imagine Paul like very early in his journey, sort of, um, you know, as, as sort of coming alive to to God's call in his life, and maybe some of these Christians that he was persecuting, you know, maybe they see him walking down the road, and they're like, "I'm going to walk on the other side of the road," you know, "I'm going to walk down this alley," you know, to get it because this guy is mean. He's just mm-hmm. mean, you know. <laughs> If text messaging was around back then, I can only imagine the three-letter text that may have been sent when he walked in the room. Right. <laughs> that group chat <laughs> would have been <laughs> popping. Oh, oh you see Paul over there? Listen, he yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. But you know what I love, though, is that the, the past that he um, participated in willingly mm-hmm. at some point um did not prevent him from still doing these other works to build yeah. the kingdom and the kingdom of god right yeah. mm-hmm. and so had the stares had the whispers had the assumptions been louder in his ear than the voice of god we might not have known or come to know um, this Paul that we speak of. Um, And so there's something to be said about persisting despite our past um, 
mistakes and all of our flaws and all of our frailties um, and all of these revelations that he's had and being caught up and I'm I'm still I'm still that Mm. that person who came through that see the through the through gets me sometimes yeah yeah (laughs) a small little preposition but the getting through no one knows what it takes for us to get through Mm-hmm. They only see us sometimes on the other side of through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was the grace and mercy that brought oh, me through. <laughs> some some of us it had to pull us kicking and screaming. Yes, amen. Because <laughs> let's be clear, some sin feels good to the flesh. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's some things, um, depending on our listeners, there's some things we don't want to let go of. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now the thorn is painful and we want that to go, but the <laughs> sinful things that were pleasing our flesh, we don't want to let that go. Mm-hmm. So we think of sometimes grace and mercy as these kind, you know, twins that come along. Come on. Woo, woo, woo. No, sometimes yeah. the forceful delivering breakthrough power of God has to snatch us out of mm-hmm. what we right. have been in because there's purpose on our life. And if I let you stay here, the people that are counting on what is on the inside of you will never receive it. Mm-hmm. So I got to snatch you out. I got to pick you up out of yeah. what they say, the miry clay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. goodness. Wow. Wow. Drew, I think the question number two. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to go ahead? Yeah, and ask I'll ask it. it. Yeah. I'll ask it. Yeah. So, I mean, just thinking about you know uh, Paul and 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 just that text in general, the thorn um, in his flesh. Mm. Wow. So, what about so Shanice? For you, like, what parts of your story or parts of you have you felt have just been difficult to bring with you into ministry, into life, into being your whole self? Mm. Um, a couple of different things I would say in terms of whole self, um, my identity as a black woman has not always been easy. Um, even though I have a very supportive senior pastor who licenses, ordains and celebrates women in ministry. I know that that's clearly not the case. Um, our news headlines will tell us that, um, and then also in Baptist circles, um, and, I, and I'm specifically talking about even in, in African-American Baptist circles, um, there's there's still some tension or debate on being a, a woman in ministry, especially one with a call to preach and those who are called to pastor, um, especially as senior pastors. Um, I am just so overjoyed by seeing lately you know, these um, ordinations and installations of these wonderful Black women to uh, Black Baptist churches. Um, But we know that those are still rare, right? Um, And so I would say sometimes aspects of my identity are tough to bring along. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love being a Black woman. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, We are so brilliant and strong and soft and compassionate and um we have these amazing ways of being in the world 
Um, but it can be challenging at times. There's a little justice fatigue sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say also personality-wise, my introversion is sometimes tough um, to kind of step beyond my comfort zone. Um, and so sometimes when folks see me like in a ministry setting, they would not suppose that I was so kind of laid back. But uh, when the Holy Ghost kick in, we could do all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. But then when yeah. I go home, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I need uh-huh. to I need to plug back in and recharge my social battery, if you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Um, so I would say those are are some of the challenges in addition mm-hmm. to. um. I was talking with someone about this this week and she was saying that um, it was tough for her to really recognize her worth because Mm. she kept hearing this voice of how dare you, Mm. how dare you do this and be disgraded. And so sometimes Mm. those voices play in my ear as well. um, Of wondering, you know, are you good enough? Are you smart enough? You know, did you um, dot all your I's and cross all your T's? And, you know, um, is did the sermon land the way, you know, you and God kind of worked it out in the study? Um, so, yeah, sometimes those things creep up. Um, and I have to work really, really hard with the help of the Lord to yeah. sidestep those and still do what I'm called to do and take up space. Um, it's it's yeah. tough to do that sometimes. It's it's amazing that you said that, Shanice, because I'm thinking about how that, what you just mentioned there, that how dare you, mm-hmm. how that hits people of all ages and backgrounds in particular ways based on the person. Because literally, mm-hmm. you know, again, I'm getting back to the conversations a couple of days ago with my children. That was one of the topics that even came up in the midst of that. You know, like being okay with the standards that you have set for yourself and where you want to go, but then also recognizing, you know, that you may get some how dare you moments. Mm -hmm. And and when I was telling my oldest, who's 16, I was like, that's not a you thing. That's a people thing. Like Mm. people, people of all ages go through that. Right. And I was sharing with him sometimes when I've gone through that, you Mm -hmm. know. And so he's looking at me like, like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, you really think it's like all smooth all the time? It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's, 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 it's not. And, and where it has me as you're sharing that, because I'm, I'm thinking back to the role that music play, mm-hmm. has played in your life and, and how you mentioned these memories you went back to just with that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we just think of all of the gifts that this life in Christ gives us, um, there are a couple that I want to ask you about okay. in relation to, because you, you talked about the difficulties and the challenges, but how do contemplative practice practices like mm-hmm. centering prayer and, and, or if it's meditation, like the encounters of God, like how with God, how do those practices um, show up in helping you in the work, show up in helping you when you're recognizing, okay, I might be in the middle of a how dare you moment, or even it's like, okay, I dared, and it's like, whoa, 
this dare is stretching me. <laughs> I, and I know I'm supposed to accept it, but my God, what's going on? <laughs> so how how do those contemplative pra- contemplative practices like mm-hmm. aid you in mm-hmm. the journey? Um music is a big part of how I encounter the presence of God. Um yeah. As I've gotten older, um, like mm. I was mentioning earlier, I think the lyrics, like they say, it, they hit different <laughs> um, <laughs> when you get older. Um, mm-hmm. There was a season in my life for, I would say, maybe six to nine months. Every morning when I would wake up, there would be a song already playing in my head. Mm-hmm. Um and that would be the song that I would play, like first thing, you know, wash your face, get your life. And I would be playing that song while I'm getting ready for my day. It was the weirdest mm-hmm. thing. Wow. Um, wow. Because the types of songs that I typically enjoy have strong theology. And mm. so one of the things that I thought or, or I believe is really um, um, an earmark of the ministry of my spiritual parents is that they taught us to free ourselves from the limitations of engaging in spiritual disciplines or holy habits in only one way. Yeah. yeah. So I can gain theology and theological understanding and grounding from yes, from reading my word, yes, from praying and speaking to God, but also absorbing the theological grounding that can come through a doctrinally sound song. Um, Especially when we dig a little deeper into maybe the origin story of a, a particular song, like an amazing grace or that type of thing where people have gone through tremendous trial and the squeezing out of that creativity creates an oil on a song that is powerful enough to transcend generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so music is a big part of it. Um, to quiet the mind, to still my soul when um, this recovering overthink just gets, <laughs> my mind is just going a million miles a minute. Um, and so that's helpful. Um, and I am a big uh, journaler, mm-hmm. um, whether it is written or um, electronic. Um, and I often write my prayers. Yeah. Um, and so what that does for me is, um, you know, pedagogically, we know that writing helps in the learning process. There's something that we retain when we write as opposed to only hear. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I, I often will write them and then say them out loud. Mm-hmm. Um so that I am still communicating audibly with God. But there's something that happens when, you know, I have a tear-stained page full of my words and just longings and desires to to share with God. 
Um, and it's almost like um, a, a spiritual brain dump, if you will, where I'm a, I'm I'm giving myself permission to unload and cast my cares upon the Lord, for I know the Lord mm. cares for me. And so the written prayers serve a lot of different purposes in that I'm able to get it out. Give me a script for the actual audible part of my prayer time, but also it gives me a, um, a location to return to later. Um, And so often what I will do every now and again, I'll go back and I'll flip through old journals Mm. And I'll see how the Lord moved and I'll write down the date that the Lord answered the prayer. And so now I, I have a track record. Mm. <laughs> Don't so, get me started. So, so, I have so, a track so, record. So the, so, oh, so the, Holy, so the Holy Spirit's got a theme unfolding here. So you have moments. Yes. That you can look back on. <laughs> I look back over my life, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's so I think that's so good. And I mean, even just thinking about the song too, just kind of like that's that um wow. Kind of mood of celebration or mm-hmm. that mood of thankfulness. Like we don't do it all that well because I think we don't keep track. Or I guess for myself. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for me to kind of really consistently be in that mood of celebration in that mood of praise because, Mm. Oh, I'm so glad this thing worked out, but I'm already thinking about the next 10 things that I want to work out, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think you're right. I think the, 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 the holy habit, if you will, of kind of, of of journaling and keeping track of those things could really help you to really celebrate the, the ways that God has sort of, brought us through. And I think part of the reason why, um, again, <laughs> wow. speaking for myself, I think part of the reason why I, I can sometimes struggle to kind of get into that mood of, of celebration is because I'm just always thinking about the next thing, the next thing. And I'm forgetting about, oh, mm-hmm. what God did yesterday? What God did yesterday was really cool. And I didn't stop to, you know, to celebrate that thing. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics to the song again, Shanice. I mean, mm-hmm. just thinking about what you just shared, and it's like literally the moment I'm living this moment because of you is actually a reflection of on all the other moments. Yes. <laughs> but now in this moment, yes, I'm pausing to give praise. Yes. I mean, oh my goodness, that is. Whew. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It, 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 is that a theological? Is woo a theological word? <laughs> I think it should be. It should be because I say it often. We'll put it in a. We'll put it in a theological dictionary. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. the other thing that I just thought was so cool about the song mm. is, um, you know, all three of us. We've all been sort of in. Um, you know, theological uh, institutions and education, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And um, sometimes we get so caught up in sort of the sophisticatedness of theology and Ooh. all this kind of stuff. 
And we forget um, just how essential the practice of praise is. It, not not only for not only kind of in our uh, relationship with God, but just for our minds, for our bodies. Um, you know, I, like I think we're sort of uh, trained to almost be to kind of have that like hermeneutic of suspicion, you know, to kind of like encounter everything and be like a little suspicious of it. But, you know, when I heard uh, the song that you brought to us, I just sort of, I just had to let it take me, you know, just let the, let the song, let the words, let the, let the mood and the feel of the song just sort of take me because, you know, that's not something I often you know, I often do. And so um, I feel like that's also just one of the powerful things about music as a devotional, as a devotional tool is I think it does something to us that simply just thinking about it, it like just gets to our hearts a little bit quicker than, you know, maybe a, a, um, some sort of great theological text might, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, and, you know, and Drew, part of the way I, I oftentimes will look at it as, like, it's this multi-layered soundtrack experience that we get to have in this journey with God, you know, and, and, and there's a part of the soundtrack that is literally, like, the master orator who is able to speak truth about God and speak truth in real time, but then there are these majestic voices that now tell a part of the story that the master order just can't tell because the oration in terms of the preaching just not, it's not necessarily designed like that. And so the, the, you know, this, this fusion of, of melody and song and note now begin because when, when you mentioned about even our bodies and praise, you know, just the idea of our bodies keeping score and there's some things we need to let go of that praise can help us do. But there's also some things we need to embrace that praise can help us do. So it's like this, the, the symphony, like the symphonic movement, or, you know, or as my grandmother would just say, God speaking. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, it just, it just, I'm, I find myself oftentimes thankful for the way the church in particular uses multiple modalities yeah. to help us find that space and time. Like however, all of us might come in to be able to find it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, oh my goodness, you know, because when you think about wholesale, yeah, it is part of what sometimes gives me a, kind of my, my hermeneutic of suspicion that peaks up is when I'm in a moment where it seems like the whole stuff is not being honest. Mm, yeah. That part. For sure. You know. And so, so this is landing us out of questions, Denise. <laughs> I mean, I just looked down and I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're there. We're, we're there at a question. Smooth. <laughs> Smooth. So, nice. what happens when you offer? for your whole self to God in ministry, work, and relationships? What happens? Hmm. So I think I'm going to lean into the 2 Corinthians text a little. Mm, um, okay. 
Okay. Where Paul is talking about his petition to get the thorn removed three times. Lord, take it away, take it away, take it away. Um, And God's response is that my grace is sufficient. In the Passion Translation, it says, my grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through, there goes that through again, through through your weakness. And so Paul says, so I will celebrate my weaknesses for when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. And later he says that for my weaknesses become a portal to God's power. Yeah. That translation. That's the passage translation. Yes. And so not to necessarily be cliche, but I think when I am able to take the focus off of myself and the pains and the issues and the flaws and the frailties and not focus on my thorn so much and attend more to the ways in which God is giving me this portal to God's power. It allows me to, as the saints would say, run on and see what they ain't going to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Cause there are moments on a regular basis that I want to give up. Um, And our weaknesses pop up at the most inopportune times. Um, Mm. But going back to what we were saying with the journaling, when I am able to, like um, the Old Testament saints would, build a memorial in a particular place where God moved and then would name it, I'm able to go back to those stones, go back to those stones and 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 have really a memorial service for what God did in that moment, because it's not always I asked for this and God gave it to me. It's my mind was this way in that season. And look how the Lord has transformed my mind. Mm. to change my desires to 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 mm. throw me in a way that was necessary for me to bear more fruit yeah. um and so when i offer my Ooh. whole self to god thorn and all i have an an access point i have a portal to god's power and when people look at me or talk to me or share Mm. with me, I have to be real clear that it was nobody but the Lord. There were Mm. so many seasons, especially in achieving formal theological education, moving from state to state, when the money was real funny. huh? Mm. (laughs) Things Mm. didn't add up on paper, but things would just come together. Um, and I'd be like, Lord, look, I'm doing this for you. I need this. I need this. This is how I talk to him, though. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. right. You know, um, so when you talk about contemplative practices, it sounds like real sweet, but it's honesty (laughs) and transparency, like in the Psalms, like, hey, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. y'all here. (laughs) (laughs) And I need you to come through. Because I'm doing this not for me, but for your namesake. And I'm real clear. A lot of things came together for God's namesake, not for me. 
Right, right. God's right. name and reputation was on the line. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Grace is more than enough. Yeah, yeah. More and even enough. just like, even just like being able to voice that, I think helps people to come alive. You know, because yes. I, because I think, um, you know, we're we're just living at a time where. Uh, you know, what you know is really important, who you know is really important, kind of how you mm. show up is is really important. And um, there's just so much uh, pretending, you know, and so, so much just fakeness that I think we encounter mm. all the time. But to be able to to really just kind of say like, no, I'm I'm carrying all this stuff and I would not be here if it wasn't for for God and being able to to, to truly, you know, kind of say that from like, from a, from a deep centered place, I think helps people realize, Oh, I, I don't have to pretend anymore. I can be, you know, more like I can, I can, I can work with this because I know other people are working with this. I know God can work with this. God has worked with this, you know? Um, so I think that's, uh, that's essential for, for sort of, coming alive ourselves, but then also helping other people come alive where Absolutely. we're at, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I remember yeah. I had a conversation with a young lady. This is many, many years ago. Mm. I was new to ministry, like brand spanking new. <laughs> and we were having a conversation and what she was going through was very similar to something that I had already experienced. Mm. And I said, okay, God, and I told her, I said, if everything I went through was for this moment, then it was all worth it. It was painful. It was excruciating. But to be able to recognize her tears because they were the same ones I shed, I was like, this is what it's all about. It came full circle. I'm living this moment because of you, Lord, your grace, your mercy, like now I can begin to share that. Um, and that song text, it talks about, you know, great is your mercy toward me because you delivered my soul. Um, in the passion, it says you rescued me from the deepest place of darkness and you have delivered me from a certain death. When you're clear about where you could have been and should have been, you can't hold that. <laughs> like they say, <laughs> said I wasn't going to tell nobody. Oh. And, you know, songs, songs, poetry, and prayer. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and, and, and I, and I'm, I'm from the moment I've read and listened to what you sent to us, to me, mm -hmm. um, I know it was, <laughs> there was a quickening. All right. <laughs> you know, but, yes. because I, I just felt that the spirit was going to move in just some really palpable ways. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as, as, gosh, waking up hearing certain songs mm -hmm. that are part of the soundtrack of the living history that you are walking in. Um, mm -hmm. Going through certain things that you can recount that were part of your journey and then recognizing that you're in a moment mm -hmm. where somebody's trial is meeting your testimony. <laughs> so now <laughs> the spirit can move 
mm-hmm. in ways where that might be breakthrough or healing or even just rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then giving of your whole self in a way where, you know, and, and I'm not, so I'm, all I know is when you said that, all I was hearing was DJ Khaled saying, God did, like in my head, like I literally was. <laughs> And I was like, right? <laughs> okay, why, why is that popping up now? Because it's, yeah. I think in part because it was popping up because, you know, what you're reminding me of is mm. that all of us in some way, shape, or form, whether, whatever our spaces may be, and I'm talking about all of us on the planet, yeah, that grace and mercy really is chasing after us like you said from the, yes. at the top of this mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm I oh goodness I'm thankful for you reminding even just reminding everybody who might be listening of that reminding me of that um, thank you you're so welcome yeah Shanice thank you um, I'd like to invite you, Shanice, if you want, to just sort of um, end our podcast uh, together with maybe just a, a, a benediction or an affirmation mm-hmm. to um, to our audience. But I just want to say it's been such a joy to have you on the show. And um, again, for you just kind of bringing this uh, bringing this song, these, these uh, sermon, these... Uh, passages of scripture to our, our attention and um yeah we just appreciate you so much and we really appreciate you sharing your story and just um hopefully uh for our listeners hopefully this will just really encourage them to um as i know it's been an encouragement to us to continue to to truly offer our whole selves to god in our lives so if you want to just bless us with a, a benediction or an affirmation whatever you want to whatever you want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again. I'm going to end with uh, the way I started with gratitude and so grateful to share with you all. And um, I'm going to share a a different kind of benediction than the the normal kind of like now unto him type thing. But um, it's going to come from 1 Peter 5, 10, and 11. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you to him, to God, be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen.